0: Good morning. This is Word Made Flesh, the radio ministry of Neighbors of Hope. We'll share struggles and triumphs, and how through the Word, everyone can experience the loving and healing reality of Christ's compassion. Now here's the Neighbors of Hope Executive Director, Pastor Stephen Palmer, with this week's Word.
1: Well, good morning, John. Welcome to this week's edition of Word Made Flesh. How are we doing? Good. good. Well, we've had a, uh, had a very interesting conversation for we on the air today. And so I think maybe we'll... Uh, See if we can carry on that conversation for our listening audience. We we were really talking about uh, the cross and Jesus on the cross, and uh, when we think of the word like atonement, I like to break that down at one ment. Right? I mean, somehow we have to look at the the, uh, the fully God man hanging on the cross that makes us one. We're trying to get us to go a little deeper than just. Uh, I am at one because my, my debt has been paid. It's much deeper than that. Um, and so I used uh, a, a, an old, you know, it's been around theological circles for quite some time, what we call it uh, kind of the collision of opposites. You know, it's, it's the cruciform. And what we mean by that when we think about the vertical bar and we think about the horizontal bar and the cross, right in the middle of that where those two meet is this collision of opposites. And we basically said, uh, for our listening audience, that one of those bars we would call the horizontal one the bar of suffering. The vertical bar then we would call the, the bar of love. And that somehow love and suffering collide in that cross. And oftentimes we are remiss and overlook the fully man component uh, that exposes all kinds of things to our own humanity. So to kind of elaborate on that, uh, we decided we would look at Paul's writing uh, in his first letter to the people of Corinth, so 1 Corinthians. Um, We're going to look at chapter 12. And Eric, if you could begin at verse 20 and read through 26, we'll take it thereafter. Thank you.
0: As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it.
1: Thank you. All right, gentlemen, what jumps out at you? Where would you like to start or continue the conversation?
0: suffering I, i've noticed there are neighbors a hope. when one of us guys suffer, we all suffer
1: and we try to pick each other up i appreciate you sharing that because uh i'm sure you've experienced uh you, if you're here at any any length of time i mean some guys are here for a day or three days others are here much longer and over time, you almost become somewhat like a fraternity, a brotherhood, a fellowship, family. And everybody's already hurting. And yeah, when someone has some situation that creates some sort of suffering, right, some hardship, the beautiful manifestation of the Christ in the midst of neighbor, Neighbors of Hope is just what you said, John, is when we come to their aid. We come, along, we come alongside of them in a spirit of uh, solidarity and compassion and suffer with them. Which is exactly what Paul's talking about here. When we see one suffer, we all should be suffering with them. And the flip side is, when one's rejoicing, right? one's being honored, we'll, we'll rejoice and participate in that honoring as well. But it's this idea of, of a downward mobility that has a, a sense of mutual, a mutual exchange of suffering, right? Which really is like forgiveness. We agree to mutual exchange our suffering, meaning that if, if, if I've been hurt and you're the one that hurt me, we each have a need. So we mutually exchange our suffering to bring healing.
0: To learn the healing out of suffering too. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's God, that's the fruit of the spirit. And that, that I think for so long, I had, in my past as an addict, I looked at suffering was the sum of my, what I had done. It was the sum of my sin. I was hurting because of what I had done. I was hurting because of what I had done to other people. I was hurting because of what I was running from. And then to find that with God, there's a time where you can suffer the the, the healing element that will come out of God, that fresh pink skin that will be underneath of a wound. So learning how to suffer properly, learn how to suffer biblically, learn how to suffer with God, learn how to suffer, learning how to heal and not just continuously hurt hurt and re-hurt reopen wounds but stopping at some point you know I think that's really originally coming here that time that God gives us through the life change program just a pause spot that I can let this, this salve of salvation work and not just find something else to cut myself open with again
1: I appreciate you sharing that That's uh, yeah, this participation in suffering it's not that we're out there going you know this is not uh some sort of sadomasochism, right? Right. That is not biblical at all, Uh right? And before we went on the air, I said, you know, you can think of the suffering, um, because I'm sure just the mere mention of the word conjures all kinds of images in our head as well as our listening audience, but let's just take this to something that's common in everybody. We all have these moments where where, where we have no control, right? Because uh, those are the opportunities we try to take control. All right? Well, when we look at Jesus, all right, he surrenders. All right? And basically what he's saying is, look at what, you know all this suffering that I'm going through. All right? That I'm exposing your suffering as well. So we're in this together. All right? If I can trust it, so can you. Suffering is not average. We're talking about the, the collision of opposites. We can't remember. We can't forget that in the midst of the suffering somehow is the living presence of the, the loving God. Hmm. Therefore, we have to trust that. That somehow out of that, that chaos, that disorder, all right, is going to lead towards transformation, change. Biblically, we call it resurrection. You see, like it's the wrong but like that's like the kind of like some true grace, that real meaning of grace of going through this with with everybody, with the suffering with people, going through their pain because we're not as the body of Christ, we're not whole when one of us is weak. We're not we're not solid. We're in, but to go through it doesn't mean grace by about this idea of uh, forgetting what someone has done or if there was something bad that happened to somebody who was being part of the graces, is this going through it with them? Being part of them as they're going through the struggle? And as they, you go through yours, they're going through it with you. Which is why this is beautiful, Paul. And that's why he talks about the, the weaker parts. You know, um, the, the parts that are suffering are opportunities for those of us not suffering to actually practice Christ in the midst of the body. All right, because this is an opportunity we can practice compassion we can stand in solidarity with them we can suffer with them alright so it's an opportunity to really practice to make visible that image where love and suffering collide what we call the cross alright if there aren't those moments how do we actually do this All right? and somehow or another it unites us Right? So what happened on the cross was not an exclusive act. What we see on the cross is an inclusive act. Because everybody has some form of suffering. And uh, before we went on the air, I shared that little story that that, years ago I had a dog. I lost a dog. And I shared with you how I wept over the loss of the dog. And I said, well, here here it is. Because, you know, um, somehow there's, uh, even in a relationship with a canine right um, there's an attachment right and there's pain at the loss of a pet well that suffering I went through then is exactly what connects me to the five-year-old living over in uh, uh, you know uh, Hong Kong who too lost a dog that somehow in our suffering we find unions and we were saying if, if Jesus is fully God and fully man and is hanging at the very peak, uh, the, 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 uh, the epicenter, right, of the collision of love and suffering, then so must we. And this is what Paul's talking about, all right, that we shouldn't be trying to escape suffering. Suffering is an opportunity to immerse ourselves in a spirit of compassion, much like God did. Other thoughts? You were gonna say something?
0: Yeah, um, I almost want to suggest this become required reading for both Fresh Start and the Life Change programs. Cause, um, I've been here quite a while, a little over two years, and I've noticed that people want to come in with the with the tendency to to want to compete when it comes to their stories. It's because my horror story is worse than your horror story, so therefore I'm more more deserving of compassion than anybody else here, and they just want to just want to stick around. They want to get the job. They want to, you know, just go through the motion, going through, um, or going to help services, and yet they still come out and they're using their story as a crutch.
1: And on one hand, I'll say I understand that. I mean, when, when, uh, when men show up here, and soon, starting, uh, starting this week, you know, women will be showing up at our Women's Children's Center. We're um, super excited about what God's doing there. Uh, but you're right. They show up, and they're, and they're, they're hurting. Mm-hmm. They're broken. And, and sometimes our pain is, is so much in the forefront of our, our spirit and our mind. It's hard to really... See look at somebody else. I can't see somebody else's pain. Right? And so I agree with you if we can get people to understand that your pain is a participation in the sacred story of God because that's what happened on the cross and so therefore our suffering, our pain has a purpose. Right? And We shouldn't be trying to drown it, medicate it, run away from it. We ought to immerse ourselves in it. Right? So on one hand I understand where they're coming from and we do um, need, need to, to deepen you know, our response to that. Um, well, I think I forgot my other point. So, anybody have anything else? Why I wait for my ticker tape to come back around?
0: I think it's interesting that Tim spoke on something that made me. Um, just think of a, a principle that's interesting when you suffer with someone and then you draw out of this tap of, of healing from God. I think it's easy sometimes. We want to compartmentalize, and we're so we 're so value driven as a people, I think that we want to mathematically look at everything everything 's a pie sometimes I think the the fruits of the spirit will beautifully blow our mind in ways like that when we can god 's love and forgiveness if you have some too it 's not less for me, and I think that 's an interesting concept sometimes that we forget as people that. But forgiveness for them probably means less for me.
1: No. I, I, I love that, and, and I'm interjecting here because I just uh, uh, was, was, was uh, uh, touched by what you had to say. And it reminds me of uh, Teresa of Lisieux, hmm. who once said, There is one thing that God does not know, addition and subtraction.
0: Just creates.
1: Well, this idea that God, no, it's not, I'm not going to love you more and love you less. I'm mm-hmm. not going to forgive you more, forgive you less. There, there is no addition or subtraction to God. It just is. Mm-hmm. All right? That's what God says to Moses I just am. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, particularly when we're thinking about the cross, sometimes we, we really turn God into a small God. And uh, the challenging question is, how big is your God? We could go on and on. This is a pretty uh, um, intense, uh, challenging even conversation. But I appreciate uh, all of you sharing the voice on this week's edition of Word Made Flesh. And until we meet again, may God's grace, peace, love, and joy be with you always.
0: Thank you for listening to Word Made Flesh. Neighbors of Hope brings people hope through a comprehensive suite of Christ-centered programs that include the men's ministry, Blessings and More resale store, our third-day farm project, Fishes and Loaves food pantry, and of course, our radio ministry, Word Made Flesh. We're also in the process of establishing a women's and children's transitional housing program. Find out how you can become a Neighbor of Hope at NeighborsofHope.com. And please join us again next Sunday morning for Word Made Flesh.